Once again, we're on our quick, uh, well, not all that quick, detour away from the usual exploration of global folklore in our reinvigorated, newly, uh, somewhat newly minted, wonderful glimpse into the origin, or at least as much as we can say that, of a South American deluge myth. Overtly verbose, just another day in the office here on the Colored Folklore Podcast. Episode 2.5, Podcast Exploration, Continued Change in Rotation. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for tuning in to the episode, everyone. It, it's, uh, it's not too much to say that we missed you, right? Hopefully, hopefully you're smiling and shaking your head. No, no, not at all. To, to that intro there. And helping me overcome my awkward introduction, as always, we have All Good Folks and their song Mr. Mischief. Logo artwork, which has also been cover artwork this episode and the last, is courtesy of Arthur. And our regular episodic cover artwork is courtesy of Jacqueline. And your humble, tired, ridiculous, yet excited host is me, Gree, Mr. Gree Omenma. Thank you all for not just putting up with my shenanigans, but also checking out the podcast. Despite my 11th hour change in format last week, for those of you uninitiated, we very early on wanted to be every week. And then we launched as bi-weekly. And then two episodes into the cast, I had to flip the script a little bit due to a change in uh, my personal schedule. Things have been... Awesome and exciting and blessed and exhausting, but I I think this current production schedule is feasible for now. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, I'm very tired. So the way that we're doing things now, we are still stopping off at certain indigenous cultures somewhere on the planet. Starting at Africa, moving to South America, then North America, then Arctic cultures, then Oceanic cultures, then Asian, then Mediterranean basin cultures before starting all over again. Grabbing folklore from these cultures alongside a fact about their culture. But one episode will have a new story, modernizing it the way that we do. And the aforementioned fact. And then the next episode will have that original or as close to the original tale as we're currently understanding, accepting, perpetuating, etc., etc., along with a little off-the-cuff commentary by myself. So we're going to go back and forth every other week. Episode, origin, episode, origin, episode, and you're right, then we're going to do the origin. So last week, we went ahead and jump-started this format off with episode one's origin. We're catching up a little bit here. A tale from Africa. This week, we'll give episode two's origin the exact same treatment. We are not saying that this is the most ideal schedule or system ever, or that it won't potentially change again in the future, but that's where we're at for now. So, without further ado... Let us dive into the deluge myth, and yes, pun absolutely intended, of the Mapuche people out of the Patagonia region of South America, centered around, eventually centered around Tenten and Kai Kai, guardian serpents of the earth and of the ocean.
once very long ago, and too announced that he would take a wife. The most powerful Pilyan, male spirit and the sun, would choose whichever Wanglin, female spirit and the stars, that he liked. Choosing Kuejin, the moon, brightest Wanglin of them all, sent ripples of discontent throughout the realm, primarily jealousy among the other stars. Per Pilyan, fire spirit and Antu's chief rival, was the architect of this discord. Antu hated that Perpilion shone bright during the darkness, and Perpilion loathed that Antu's gold light was more powerful than his red flame. Many spirits sided with the fire spirit, however, leading to a long and destructive civil war where even the boundaries between realms were dissolved. The children of Antu and Perpilion saw that this was their opportunity to replace their fathers, so they raised up arms against them. Both the Sun Spirit and the Fire Spirit were incensed by this and grabbed their children by their hair and threw them to the ground. As the children hit the ground, mountains were formed by the impact in both Pulmapu and Lafkinmapu. Once the battle had finished, Antu emerged the victor. His rage was not yet sated, and he continued on to the defected spirits, throwing the Pilyan into the depths of the land. He covered them with rocks and hills, creating mountains and mountain ranges, saving the largest mountain for Parapilyan. As the fire spirit and other male spirits try to escape, they cause the land to shake, giving way to earthquakes, and as Parapilyan nears achieving freedom himself, Lava, smoke, and fire pour freely from his mountain, giving way to volcanic eruptions. The Wangolin fell to their knees, begging for mercy. Their tears hit the ground, forming lakes in between the mountains, and freezing atop the snowy mountain peaks. Granting them mercy, Antu took away the power of their light, ensuring that Quajin would forever stay the brightest just as she had forever stayed loyal to him. Among the fallen in the Civil War were the children of Antu and Perapilian. Their mothers each openly wept, so Antu brought them back to life. Perapilian's son became Kai Kai Vilyu, Sea Serpent, and Antu's child became Ten Ten Vilyu, Earth Serpent, and they were destined to be rivals, just as their fathers had been. Kai Kai awoke from a very long slumber and was angered by mankind rebuking the gifts of the ocean, wanting to simultaneously punish humanity and change all earthbound species into waterbound creatures. Kai Kai used his giant tail to hit the ocean water and sent a flood rushing over all the land. Ten-Ten was awakened by humans in order to protect all the creatures that lived on land. She took those still alive on her back and rushed them to the hills for protection. Those trapped by the water, she turned into creatures that could fly so that they could escape. And those nearly drowned beneath the waves, she turned into the mammals of the sea. For those poor creatures who had already drowned, she changed them into merpeople. And those frozen in place in fear, she turned into petrified wood. As the sea level continued to rise, 
1010 made the hills all that much higher to protect humanity and all the other animals. Angered by this move, Kai Kai attacked 1010. After an incredibly long fight, both serpents were too tired to continue. Since Kai Kai had not flooded the land in full, it was deemed that he lost the battle. However, the sea level did not return to what it was before the fight. Due to this, Chile has this specific geography that it still has to this very day. Though life went back to the way that it was, not long after this, Tenten became infuriated with humanity herself for not caring for the earth, and she sent a series of earthquakes and volcanic eruptions to punish them. Due to all of the fighting and disarray, the boundaries between the spirit realm and the earth realm were once again breached, leading to spirits being able to traverse between them both, leaving the realm in a perpetually unbalanced state of existence. And according to the Mapuche people of Chile, South America, that is how creation began. My thoughts. Number one. <laughs> I love how storytelling has evolved. I, I mentioned this in episode 1.5, but I have to say it again. In folktales, things just don't make sense. I, I mean, like, so much. Uh, <laughs> okay, an entity was thrown into the ground multiple times, and it's just like... Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that happened for sure. Like, no more. <laughs> do, do you know the force needed to do that? I mean, not only that, do you know what what that that force would do to any known living creature? I mean, the, the science of folklore, actually, the science of folklore would be an amazing podcast. Someone out there, please, please come out with that so that I can listen to it all day long. And if... If that already exists, if that's a thing, if somebody's already doing it, please send it my way so that I can not do anything else other than just listen to that podcast because it sounds awesome. But uh, yeah, uh, anyway, that's that's the thing that I'm going to question. The the getting funneled into, into the ground in a story where the sun makes their dead kid into a snake. Uh, I've, I am sorry. I should apologize. My brain is weird. I pick up on weird things. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, uh, oh, oh, uh, holy smokes, I really elaborate on things, don't I? Like, is this too much? Am I creating too much for these stories? It's it's really interesting doing this now as canon, as part of the Colored Folklore canon, in terms of just uh, going back, reviewing the stories that I start with after having already created a modernized version for them and then seeing where I have decided to uh, take some threads and pull on them and then others just like sew them up and leave them leave them be or and then others just totally ignore it's uh is it too much I I'm having fun I really enjoy making things a bit more modern but time and time again I uh, deep thoughts with Gray here. I feel like I'm a failure as a uh, a fabulous, a folklorist because I'm I'm changing these tales in order to better resonate with modern audiences. And, and of course, that's that's not anything new. There's a lot of people doing. It. There's a lot of human beings out there that do it so much better than I could ever hope to. And definitely, I'm I'm 
uh, aspiring to to just reach the level of a footnote in in their modern tale because they they truly are masters and they're amazing. Um, but I also feel like I'm I'm casting some shade on past cultures, which is it's it's the polar opposite of what what I'm trying to do. I mean, it's the whole uh, looking back through time without. The, your modern morality as as an anchor or a deterrent it it's it's really really hard because you know i think problematic stuff needs to go or at the, at the very least get called out and, and recognized whether that's uh 400 years ago or 4 minutes ago it's so um definitely not apologizing for that it's just uh i think i'm thinking out loud here <laughs> my bad you'll notice if you listen to to episode 2 that I gave uh, distinct personalities to to the spirits, and you know, of course, that's not there in the original storytelling. Um, it makes me smile, though, and I think that uh, the cornerstone of any good story is is characterization, and I feel like it gives a little bit of depth. Um, but I don't want the characters or uh, addition to or lack thereof to to distract. So I, mm, you know what, actually, I'll get to that in one second. Because, because this is the episode for today. Uh, please join us again in two weeks for episode three, where we dive into a first American slash Native American slash indigenous North American creation myth. And here's what I get into where I was going to continue. Uh, do you, do you not need the modernization? Do you only want the folklore? Because I'm, I'm here for that all day. Just uh, let me know. You know, I could easily put those episodes together at, at a faster clip, which means we could do more. But uh, just uh, just a thought, like if the, the modernization is not your bag, or if it's getting in your way, or if you have any type of thoughts, positive, negative, as long as they're constructive, uh, shout them out. Email us at info at coloredfolklore.com or if you are into that whole social media thing, hit us up on the Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all with the handle Colored Folklore. And the best way, I think, to get all of our information, contact or otherwise, is to go directly to the source, Manio, at our website, www.coloredfolklore.com. Additionally, if you have time, potentially, maybe, hopefully, think about leaving us a rating or a review on your podcast platform of choice we are on so so many of them so definitely have have your pick of whatever is easiest for you to listen to if you get the chance let us know uh let others know what you think of the podcast through that system we'd highly appreciate it it helps others know if this is a show that they should check out which we absolutely advocate and love or one that they maybe should pass on. Which, you know what? We get it. We totally understand. It does make us cry, but we get it. It is it's it is what it is. No worries. Word of mouth is always the best advertisement and most sincere form of appreciation. So if there is someone that you know that you think might benefit from the show or that we could talk with on the show, uh, send them our way, please. I mean, we're cultivating some crossovers right now as we speak, which I am seriously so bizarrely excited about. I, I, uh, real talk again. I go to sleep like 
pretty excited outside of my mind. It's like the last thing I think about before I actually fall asleep. That's how excited I'm about. So it's cool and embarrassing, but it's all good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure you check out South American lore as you can, wherever you can, whenever you can. Explore, but do not exploit. Educate yourself the best you can. Look to be entertained and enlightened. And please just remember, we're all people. We're all the same. We all have stories. Let's all listen. Let's enjoy together. We need unity more now than potentially ever before. Queen Latifah said it best, y'all. I mean, perpetually, not just with this song reference, but all the time. And no, 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 no. I'm not going to sing it signing us out. But I hope I put that track in your head because it's uh, it's kind of awesome. U-N-I-T-Y. Uh, so I lied. Sue me. 